Hello, friend. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the Autoimmune Health Podcast. This is episode five. Have you ever wondered whether your personality plays a role in how well you take care of yourself? And if your personality type could be harming your quality of life or longevity. In today's episode, I explore how everything from how often you visit the doctor to how you deal with stress is connected to your personality. I'm speaking with my friend, Valerie Jackson. She's the founder of Fierce Focus Strategies. She's also a Myers-Briggs certified practitioner, and she's worked with entrepreneurs of all stripes to understand their personalities and how it manifests in their businesses. We discuss not only a little bit of that, but also how personality type is a great predictor of health and how it affects behavior and lifestyle. Enjoy this interview. Welcome to the Autoimmune Health Podcast. I am joined today by my good friend, Valerie Jackson of Fierce Focus Strategies. Welcome, Valerie. Hi, Emily. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. We've been talking about doing this for a while, so we finally got it on the books. So thank you. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, when I started talking to you about this idea, the initial idea that I had for this, the theme of it, which was the power of purpose and intention. And it's something that I think we talk a lot about just in our own personal conversations. But I wanted to kind of hone in on that and then, of course, talk to you about your expertise as a Myers-Briggs certified practitioner and an implementation coach. And, you know, you help professionals really get to the nitty gritty and, you know, get past all the fluff. So I really wanted to talk to you about the work that you do. And I'm so excited to talk to you about it. But first of all, the Myers-Briggs certification was something I had never heard about until I met you. I was very intrigued when I first met you. And by the way, we met like in January. We haven't even known each other that long. Was it January? My gosh, I know it feels like years, right? We just like yeah. connected immediately. Wow. <laughs> I know, time, it, it feels like forever, but yes. I'm so glad. It was just meant to be. It was meant to yes. be. Yes, yes. <laughs> But if you wouldn't mind just telling me a little bit about the Myers-Briggs certification and what it means to be a practitioner, what does that mean that you can do and help people with? Absolutely. So the Myers-Briggs is a personality type assessment, which is a tool, not a test, mm -hmm. that helps a person understand their preferences in four different areas. So the first area is where you get your energy. Second is what type of information you trust. Third area is how you make decisions. And then the fourth area is how you orient yourself to the outside world. So a lot of people will walk around and they'll say, I've got my Myers-Briggs assessment done or my Myers-Briggs test done. And they have granted these four letters that mean nothing to them because unfortunately they didn't weren't able to take the next step or they weren't offered to take the next step which was really diving in understanding the feedback of the assessment so they could actually use it in their daily lives so being a practitioner and i'm proud to be a certified practitioner allows me the ability and and the skill to help someone really dive in and get to know who they are on a, on a level that they've never experienced before usually yeah, I think that's so intriguing. And I'm one of those people, you know, I've done the test like so many others and I know my letters, but, you know, I'm always Googling, you know, searching the internet, like, what does this mean? What does this mean for, you know, how I show up in the world and how I, 
my preferences and things like that. So it's interesting that, that now we know that there are people out there who can help us make sense of what those letters mean. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. No, one thing that I was really curious about, of course, as an autoimmune health coach, I'm always wondering, you know, how does this all intersect with wellness and our health? So I'm curious to hear your perspective. What do you think personality type and wellness, what do they have to do with one another? Oh, you know, now that's an interesting conversation. I was really excited to uh, be able to have this conversation with you today because I don't know that it's an aspect personality type that I had even considered for. So a couple of things. Um, with the Myers-Briggs, I'm going to keep uh, referring back to that. That's the, the assessment that I am so familiar with. Mm-hmm. Myers-Briggs has four letter letters that indicate what your type and what your preferences are. A lot of people are very familiar with or believe they're very familiar with the first letter, which is either a preference for introversion and ext- or extroversion. Those those are important, but what really drives us are the function pairs, which are the next two letters. Mm. It's looking at those next two letters that give us some clues into how we may look at our own health, how we manage our health, how we go about seeking out help when we have a health issue. So for instance, there are some personality types that are just natural born explorers. They're the grip and go type of people. So those are people that are going to usually be healthy from a, from a perspective of like cardio exercise because they're always on the go. The other side of that is because they're always on the go, their diet may not be really what it should be, right, from a health perspective because they're grabbing things. Mm-hmm. For other people, other types that um, are more the nurturing, caring type, yeah. and so and they're the rule followers, right? So they're going to be the people who – Eat healthy, eat enough, going to go to bed on time, perfect world. What starts to happen is when they feel like they can't meet their commitment because they don't want to let other people down, mm-hmm. they're going to start missing out on their own rest. Hmm. They're, going to, they're going to put themselves last, and these are the people that end up um, with, with a lot of stress-related yeah. conditions. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting. And I, I know some people like that, actually. <laughs> I'm not one of those people. <laughs> wow. So that's so interesting, Valerie, that, you know, our personality types can definitely impact the way that we care for ourselves and possibly maybe even care for other people. But in terms of that, you know, now if we're more aware of those aspects of ourselves, you know, can we change that or are we kind of set in stone when it comes to our personality types? Oh, okay. This is a part of the conversation I love. So the Myers-Briggs helps you discover what your preferences are. We all have bits and pieces of all the types, but these are where, this is what we prefer to do. I, I like to explain it like 16 room house. There are 16 personality types. We can live in any room. We probably have at any given point of time in our lives. One of the rooms in that house has all our stuff in it. It's where we like to hang out. So when it comes to addressing it and utilizing those other less preferred dichotomies or less preferred um, functions, mm-hmm. we can certainly develop the skills to use them. This is what's really important. 
is we're developing the skills to use those other functions. We have to understand that causes us stress because we're not operating in our preferred type. So having a plan on how to develop those other functions and when you need to develop those other functions is really important. Oh, interesting. So we do have some flexibility there. But what Absolutely. I'm hearing you say is that it can be stressful for us if we're trying to function in those other personality realms. Absolutely. And I'll give you an example. Okay. So, you know, we talked about the function pairs in the middle. Then the, the last letter of your Myers-Briggs type is the one that explains how you orient yourself to the outside world. M and ENTP, and I'm going to focus on that P. Okay. P means that I like spontaneity and I'm flexible and, and I just want to be where I want to be when I want to be there. What it means is I don't like schedule. I don't want to have to know on Monday where I have to be on Friday. Now, we all know that, you know, when we're adulting, we have to do that, right? <laughs> Especially in business. We make commitments and we're expected to show up. Yeah. So I understand that I have to keep a certain type of schedule. Knowing that that's not my preference, leave myself space for flexibility in the other areas of my life. Oh, that's gotcha. a good example of how you can develop necessary and still be true to who you are. Right. I like that. Well, you know, one thing that I wanted to know about and pose the question to you is, you know, after being diagnosed with an autoimmune condition and sort of navigating a chronic condition, which a lot of times can be very life altering uh, for a lot of people and sometimes lonely, what advice do you have for the introvert type personalities who are less inclined to reach out to people, less inclined to be open about some of their struggles? Oh, great question, Emily. So first of all, let's go back to the, the introversion part of it. Introversion is actually where you get your energy. Okay. So there are a lot of who have preference for introvert for introversion that don't have a problem asking for help mm -hmm. because it's based on those next letters in the type. Mm. Now, just inherent to most introverts who have preference for introversion, they will not be heard because the person that they're asking help from doesn't give them enough time to ask. That's usually where the problem comes in. I notice this when I'm teaching courses. When I ask, uh, you know, are there any questions in the room? I have a preference for extroversion. If I have a question, I'm going to jump, pop it out there right now. Here's my question. It is, do you have a preference for introversion to wait? They want to be sure. Yeah. Checking with themselves. Okay. Yeah, that's my question. And by the time they're ready to launch this question, opportunity is gone. Mm -hmm. So what you have to do there is learn. This is how the Myers-Briggs helps you. It helps you learn the language to ask how to get your needs met. Mm -hmm. You're going to need more time to understand this. You're going to need you. Can you sit with me for 20 minutes and we can have a conversation because I've prepared these questions. You may need to prepare some things ahead of time okay. so that you're able to launch them quickly so that other extrovert who's ready to just roll you over with what do you want to know they're going to give you time to talk to you <laughs> absolutely absolutely well that's great insight and great advice um so i want to shift a little bit and talk about purpose and intention and i'm curious to hear your perspective on what those words mean and why they're so important 
Okay, now you know you've hit my wheelhouse now, Miss yes. <laughs> Set the timer. We can talk right. about this the rest of the day. <laughs> so let's talk about, let's, let's separate those. Let's talk about perfect first. And, and every time I can get anyone's ear and have them hear me say this, I need them to hear me say this. Everyone has a purpose. Mm. Everyone does. Okay. For people who struggle with purpose and they don't understand that, that that's built inside of us, and the lack of understanding of purpose is simply a lack of clarity. Mm-hmm. So there, and there are people who do purpose work. It's just, it's, it's brilliant. It helps you really connect in with where you're in your zone in and not about how you make money, but really where you thrive okay. and what gets you excited about doing and, and where, what do you notice about yourself when you're in this activity? That's where the purpose part comes from. The intention is all about activity and focus. Okay. So once you understand what it is you're supposed to be doing, now you need to make sure that you set good boundaries so that you can stay focused on what it is you're supposed to be doing. Really being intentional about it. We have, unfortunately, habit, and I say we, humans, I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to say Americans, but humans have this habit of not calling a thing a thing. Okay. Right? We dance around the subject. We want to be polite. We want right. to be positive. And a lot of times we miss the intention of the conversation because we haven't said what needs to be said. Mm-hmm. So that's where personality type can help you as well as far as understanding how to convey your message yeah. so that the intention gets across then people who are of other types actually hear the message that you're sending. Yeah. And this is more than just communication. This is, oh, yes. this is beyond that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So tell me a little bit more about that because we had talked about this and um, we, I think we kind of came to the conclusion that we, there needs to be more purpose, more intention um, on behalf of everyone, especially right now. We're living in some very interesting times. We have this great opportunity to kind of tune into ourselves and into the world. But how do we even go about that? How do we know if we're lacking purpose or lacking intention? Okay, so that's a great way. And, and the thing is, a lot of us are negatively motivated, right? Mm-hmm. We may feel stressed. We're going to feel a disconnect. Yes. We don't even understand what it is we're disconnected from. Right. So that's a good clue. We're not living in what I call integrity. Okay. And when I say integrity, I don't mean dishonesty. I mean misalignment. Mm-hmm. So when you're aligned with your purpose, and you are living with integrity, there's a harmony that happens within you. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you're never going to face adversity, but what it does mean that you can bring yourself back to center more easily. This Again, this is where you're comfortable. This is where, where you know you should be. And so when things get off kilter, you can recognize it more quickly and bring yourself back to center. Mm. A lot of that also, Emily, has to do with the people you keep around you, too. Mm. They can look at you and say, oh, you're a little bit out, off track here. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> so, right. <laughs> That is true. It's almost like we're kind of being forced into 
getting back to that alignment too. You know, we're, we're having to stay at home, you know, we're not able to move about our, our normal, do our normal things. So we're in a, a forced alignment, you know, environment right now, perhaps. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, it depends on, you know, what your beliefs are and all, but I really do believe that number one, the earth is healing herself right now mm. because we have not treated her well. Mm-hmm. And at that same time, we're healing because we really are, um, like you said, forced to really look inside, yeah. really see who we are because we've got a lot of time to spend not by ourselves, but with ourselves. Yeah. It's so interesting that a lot of people are having trouble with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and just outside of the we need people energy, because again, I'm one of those. I have a control extroversion. I love people energy. Yeah. But when it comes to the fact that you can spend no time with yourself, you're definitely avoiding something. Wow. So that's where I'm going to say, make yourself sit down and ask the question, mm-hmm. what is it that I'm tending not to know? Mm. Say that again. What are you pretending not to know? Wow. What am I pretending not to know? Yes. That is a powerful question. It is a powerful question. And I'd love to take credit for it. I <laughs> learned this from another brilliant luminary, I'm going to call her, uh-huh. Susan Scott. And she talks about it in her book, First Conversation. Mm. And, and that's the one question I'm telling you. It sits me down. Yeah. gets me writing every time I ask that question. Wow. That, yeah, that's a great writing prompt right there. Yes. Journaling. Yes. I love that. So thank you for that. So let's talk a little bit about stress. You know, a, you know, a lot of people have been dealing with stress. I know I've been dealing with stress and not realizing it. Um, and so I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about how do we deal with stress during this time and beyond this time, just in general, you know, as various personality types and do personality types differ in how they handle stress too? I'm curious. Yes. All of that. Yes. (laughs) So let's start with stress just, just as, um, a factor of life. Yeah. Stress most stress is good. Mm. Stress causes us to move, puts us into action. It causes something to change. Mm. Stress also causes us to look at things differently. Because without stress, truly, we would never grow. So stress in and of itself is a good thing. We need it. What happens is how we handle stress. And then there are the stressors that come that cause us harm. Yep. Let's talk about how we handle stress. Number one, again, is knowing who you are, mm-hmm. what your preferences are, knowing how you handle information is going to give you great insight into how you handle stress. Mm-hmm. We Myers-Briggs practitioners uh, refer to this as being the grip when you're in stre- under stress, an undue stress. Mm-hmm. Because what you're doing is Instead of working within those preferences that you have developed so well because they're naturally what you do, when you're in the grip under stress and, and, and it's like a negative stressful situation, you actually are using those types, those parts of yourself that you have not developed. Mm. And that is why stress caused so much harm because you don't know how to deal with it because you don't know how to get your needs met. You don't know how to 
ask for what it is you need. You don't know how to set boundaries. Right. So that's what it is with stress. And for sure, for sure, personality type works into that because there are certain situations that have been studied and proven that we react differently. Mm-hmm. For instance, um, let's look at stress at work. There are personality types who need harmony, need to feel like, like they're contributing. If they're not getting that at work, those types are going to be stressed. Mm-hmm. Where the other ones, where that's not their, their main function, mm-hmm. it's not going to affect them the same. Same in the home. There are certain personality types who need to know their caregivers. They need to know that everybody is okay, that everybody's in the best health they can be, that they're giving healthy meals, that they're fixing enough meals that everyone enjoys. Mm-hmm. They're going to feel a stress if, they, if they're not getting the feedback. That's truly the situation. Where personality types that, that doesn't matter that much to them are going to handle those situations differently. Right. Very good. Very good. So I'm curious, Valerie, how did you get into this work? I mean, where in the world did you decide, when in the world did you decide, you know, I want to become a Myers-Briggs certified practitioner? So that's an interesting story. When I first decided or or discovered Mm -hmm. that I was put on this earth to help people live their best lives, to help them see the brilliance in themselves that they just could not see without someone else shining a light on it. Yeah. I purposefully looked for an assessment. I thought I need something to help people understand who they are now and how do we develop into, into the people that they need to be. That was my thought. Mm-hmm. So I was searching for these assessments and I found one that I thought I would use. And then, because I'm that researcher and explorer, mm-hmm. I immediately looked that particular assessment is direct competition. That was Myers Briggs. Mm-hmm. So, being myself, I decided to take a course because I was taking the course so that I would be well versed in why Myers Briggs didn't work. Mm-hmm. Well, it took me till about the first break. Which was I think we started at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. By ten o'clock, I was going, huh? There's a lot to this. Okay. Mm-hmm. By lunch, I was all in and decided I needed to be certified in this because it was just so, it was like a miraculous experience for me. Uh-huh. I realized how deeply they went into the science that's behind it because I'm, you know, I'm the science geek, right? Yes. So science and the validity and certainty that the Myers-Briggs has put into their processes, into their assessments. I know that they are the gold standard in personality assessment. Mm. And how do you use this work with your clients? And you work primarily with business owners, small business owners, correct? Entrepreneurs. How do you use this work with them? And let me step back for a second. When I first started my coaching practice, if you had asked me, you know, what do you do? I'd tell you I was a business coach. Okay. That's, you know, broad title. What I learned mm-hmm. as I started working with people is that where the disconnect happens with business owners and their personal lives, just getting things done. Mm-hmm. So most people are having struggles with overwhelm yeah. and, and just uh, scheduling and understanding boundaries, understanding how to be in alignment with what they, why they say they're in business 
how they actually show up at business. So one of the first things I started doing once I my Myers-Briggs certification is I require that anybody that works with me take a Myers-Briggs assessment. Mm -hmm. We regularly go back to the assessment. We are addressing their priorities, uh, their, their purpose, and it helps them understand, I mean, the joke between us is it helps you understand why you act the way you do <laughs> because <laughs> that understanding really sheds some light on how you can change your behavior yeah. that's, that's not getting you the results that you want. I know that I struggle just like we all do yeah. stuff. We don't do well. And sometimes we get so focused on what we don't do well, that we don't see what we do well. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's really important when you're looking at these types of, challenges as business owners it's just in general to remember to keep the activity small mm-hmm. and, ha- and have a have a measurement that's small and short term mm-hmm. yes we all need long-term goals absolutely because we need to know ultimately where we're trying to get to just having short benchmarks is really important yeah. so that we're not trying to take on the you know, lose 80 pounds Mm-hmm. In order to lose 80 pounds, you have to lose one. Yeah. So let's figure out how to be successful in losing one. Then once we've done that, now it's a lot easier for you to do that anymore. There you go. Breaking it down, small chunks. I yes. like it. Making it very practical. Really understanding who you are mm-hmm. gives you the license to know what it is you don't do well. You know who you are not. Mm-hmm. That is so important because when you're trying to get something done that's just not within your wheelhouse, it doesn't mean that there's not space to learn. Right. It's going to give you some grace, understanding as to why that task may be so difficult. And just ask someone to help you. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, I think that's a great place to end this interview. I appreciate you, Valerie, so much for sharing your insight, your wisdom, your expertise. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Emily. You know, I have so much respect for who you are and what you do. And, and I've really been looking forward to this. Like I said, we've been talking about it for so long. Um, Our conversations are always so much fun because I'm over here taking notes on the things you say all the time. Like, wow, that was brilliant. And then we find out we're doing the same thing. I know. We literally are. We literally are. I love that. So thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of of your mission and your message to help people live healthier lives. Thank you so much, Valerie. Well, where can people find you if they want more information on the work that you're doing? The easiest way to reach me, for me to know that you are there trying to reach me, is via email. Mm-hmm. So my email is Valerie, which is spelled V-A-L-A-R-I, at strategies.com. I also have a website, fiercefocusstrategies.com, um, as well as I'm on Facebook, Fierce Focus Strategies. Thank you again, Valerie. This was excellent. I learned so much once again, speaking with you. And I'm sure whoever watches this or listens to this will do the same. What a great interview. Be sure to check out Valerie and her work at fiercefocusstrategies.com as well as on social media. You can also email Valerie at Valerie, V-A-L-A-R-I at fiercefocusstrategies.com. 
You can also find the video for this interview on my YouTube channel at Autoimmune Health Coach. And hey friends, if you need any support whatsoever in accomplishing your health goals, don't hesitate to reach out to me at info at emilybrownhealthcoach.com. Let's schedule a 45-minute complimentary consultation and let's figure out if health coaching is right for you. Until next time, stay safe and stay well.